and welcome back to another cliche podcast. Today I have with me Alexandra. I might pronounce your last name wrong. Sizak? <laughs> Actually, that's really good. Oh, <laughs> that's great. She is a life coach and RTT therapist. And today we will be discussing the cliche the best way to predict the future is to create it. Welcome, Alexandra. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And before we get into the cliche and discussing how it relates to your career, um, there might be some people in the audience who don't know what an RTT therapist is. So if you could kind of give a bit of a background of what it is that you do before we get into things. For sure. Um, so the RTT, it's a RTT hypnotherapy and um, if anyone knows about uh, Mind Valley or uh, Vishin, he actually introduced um, Marissa Peer in a really good way. So she is the person behind the whole RTT technique. So she started out her career, and I'm, I won't go too much into it because there's a lot on her out there, like mm -hmm. a lot of information. If you just type in RTT hypnotherapy, so many videos will come out on YouTube. There's so many articles on online, mm -hmm. but basically she started her career as a psychologist and got into hypnotherapy herself because she was able to see how effective therapy is when we work with our subconscious mind, right? Because most therapy is done with just going and talking consciously, right? Yes. But we have a subconscious part of us that controls 95% of our life. So that means any decisions, any habits, any patterns that we constantly are doing that comes from our subconscious part. So you can go to therapy and talk for years and years and years on end as to like why you're doing something, but you're never getting to the root cause or root core of what's happening actually behind the scenes of your subconscious mind, of your yeah subconscious mind. Because but it's subconscious because you're unaware of it. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering how you can so, kind of tap into that. <laughs> so that's what hypnotherapy helps with. Because it's about silencing the the conscious mind, the ego part of yourself, right? Because it's very it's very easy to talk with someone and you're maybe thinking about a certain habit that you're constantly doing and you might not quite understand it. And the conscious part will come in and you'll try and just dissect it. You'll try to analyze it. And it's a very kind of rough way of solving it because you're never going into the root cause of it and oftentimes the root cause of our issues or any relationship issue like literally any kind of issue or blockage comes from a subconscious part which might have happened when you were like five years old yeah and your mother or your father or whoever wasn't meeting a certain need of yours and made you feel some sort of way Oh, I'm a and big believer in attachment styles to your parents, like how exactly. you were parented and how that you attach to your parent is how you function as an adult or how you go towards relationships and problem solving and stuff like that. There's a lot with that as well. It mm -hmm. is, but it's also how like the child uh, as the five-year-old interprets what is happening. 
right? Because I have some clients who they basically, it looks like a very neutral scene. Like something if you're just talking about, you'd be like, okay, that doesn't really seem to be anything here. Maybe my mom was just washing the dishes and she wasn't paying attention to me. And a lot of the time we can't really fully understand as to what's going on with that. Right. But in hypnosis, when you're in that, in that state where you're not consciously thinking about it, your mind actually goes back to being like that five-year-old. And we're basically talking to that five-year-old part of you. Oh, wow. And you're saying like, oh, well, when my mother was washing the dishes in the kitchen and I was trying to get her attention, I didn't feel good enough or worthy or whatever, whatever it is. And once we get the root cause of it, then we're able to understand like why that person behaves in a certain way, maybe in relationships or in their career or whatever area in their life that um, they're struggling with because your mind knows the connection your subconscious yeah. mind knows this the connection between like the relationships you might be having to the certain habits that you have to exactly what your mind is showing you so you do a lot of kind of digging into your patient's past and this cliche that we're discussing today of the best way to predict the future is to create it so how does this cliche fit into the future since you focus kind of unpacking the past for our client so that's actually a really good question because I know a lot of people would be like well how does that make any sense and the thing is it does because we're we actually live in the past meaning that whatever has happened to us in that really critical time when we're growing up from age zero to like age seven to eight, somewhere around there, mm -hmm. that is actually molding us, which is actually molding our future. So basically, whatever we're learning in those very critical stages of when we're growing up, we are going to be repeating those things constantly in the future. So technically, it's like we're taking that past and we keep copy and pasting it into the future, right? So that's why when I see people and they want like a beautiful relationship, for example, or they want an amazing, fulfilling career, um, or they want more confidence or they want yeah. to quit that smoking, whatever it is, right? They want that. They see that they, they really truly want that, but their subconscious mind is keeping them stuck in the past. So oh. therefore they, they keep creating yeah, the same things from what they learn. So let's just use the example of um, of a beautiful relationship. Relationship, just because a lot of people I know and I also experienced myself were in like bad relationships, and they're like, "I don't get it. Like, why can't I meet that person?" Yeah. That oh my person? gosh, can you help me with that? <laughs> yes, that's exactly it, right? And uh -huh. and. And so those people will come to me and they're like, you know, this is what I want, but this is what I keep getting. And it's kind of like, haven't you ever like spoken to a friend of yours or maybe you even uh, experienced this within yourself where you date the same type of guy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you tell your friend, you're like, listen, he's just like X, mm -hmm. you know, whoever that was. And they, they don't see it in the beginning. And afterwards, they're like, oh, my gosh. 
yeah, there's some sort of similarity. Like, why do I keep dating the same type of guys, right? And again, this just goes back to what did we experience in our childhood? Like, what were the relationship between our parents? Mm-hmm. What did we interpret at that time, at that young, tender age of whatever, about relationship with either a man or a woman, right? Because whatever you're learning at that stage in your life, you are going to repeat for the rest of your life because that is the job of your subconscious mind. So would it be possible for someone who grew up in a uh, seeing a very unhealthy relationship between their parents to achieve something that's the opposite? Yeah. Okay. And that would be through tapping the unconscious and kind of resolving that there to prevent the pattern? Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, there are people who probably have had an example of their parents not being in a good relationship, whatever that looked like for them, right? And whatever they interpret at that age, depending, it really depends on what that person was thinking at that time. Mm. They could be able to create an awesome relationship, but most of the time, people don't, even as much as they want to, because of whatever they are experiencing and thinking when they were that age when they were that young right no yeah and and, yeah that's but that's the thing because even those those people that we were talking about keep on dating the same type of guys Mm -hmm. and you know if that person meets a really nice guy and you see it he's a really nice guy they get along and you tell your friend like so like you guys get along like what's what's wrong and for whatever reason she's that person is just like, well, I don't know. I'm just not that into him. It's because, so basically how our subconscious mind works is it runs to what's familiar and runs away from what's unfamiliar and what's unfamiliar technically could be a threat to us. So even if it's good. Oh, so like if you, if you didn't have a stable childhood, if someone were to provide stability, they're like, whoa, what is this? Is this genuine? Is this real? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically also our mind is thinking like, am I going to survive this? Because it doesn't understand that. It doesn't understand these concepts of like, well, this is a good person. And this is how a good person is supposed to be treating me if what they experienced in their childhood was chaos. So because they grew in chaos, they survived in chaos. So their mind goes, well, clearly chaos is something that I need in order to survive. Right. And then they'll find themselves in like abusive relationships, thinking like, what, what is wrong? Like, what's wrong? Why can't I get out of this? Right. And it's like, well, we need to go back to that root cause. So it's important to see from the age that you currently are to what you experienced in the past and let that go subconsciously so that we can train your subconscious mind that what you want, which is the opposite of like mm-hmm. what you experience is actually good for you because our jobs our mind's job is to stop us from yeah. you know when you say it's survival is it also possible that when you do find a partner that provides the security the stability is safe is it possible survival mentality to be like prevent you getting close to them because potentially down the line if you were to ever lose them it would be more detrimental it would be a bigger loss than say other past relationships where they didn't really big uh 
make much of an impact. For sure. It really depends on how our mind makes up these rules. Because we're the ones who are constantly creating these rules on how to behave in a relationship, what to do, X, Y, and Z, or in career or whatever. So when I do these sessions, I never know what I can expect from them. For example, in a day, and they'll all give me a different root cause for their like anxiety, for example. And I never know what to expect, right? So when a person is in a healthy relationship and they're self-sabotaging, like the healthy relationship or healthy career or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's really important to always go back to what the root cause is because when we go back to the root cause that's when we can undo all the all those rules that we made up yeah wow now I'm just like really thinking about my ex (laughs) now like well why 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 did what's the self-sabotaging here of this really but um I digress you know what's funny this is actually how I started my healing journey is it really Yeah, it actually was because of a bad relationship, two bad relationships. They were like my long term relationships where my the last one that I had, that Mm -hmm. was like a bad one, which actually caused me to go into this kind of career and feel um, I thought, you know, we would be together forever. And there is a lot of like turmoil in that. And there were a lot of um, it was an abusive relationship emotionally. Um, mentally and and at that point I was asking myself I'm like okay I'm this is it like what what is actually going on here right yeah like was it it was a pattern of certain people okay I see yeah so that last relationship really caused me to question myself and question what was going on and then I and I discovered like how our subconscious mind controls all these things and I was that was at that point a huge turning point for me and I was like okay well no more like I am not going to be a victim of whatever I experienced in the past because that's what we actually do we take whatever was in the past we'll keep repeating it and then we pass it on to future generations so then you did you start going to another RTT or were you researching into it the the funny thing everything kind of all aligned and flowed together so that relationship that I ended and I started questioning myself I already knew these sort of things I grew up very kind of like spiritual metaphysical like I, I understood the power of our mind But the funny thing is when you're in that kind of environment, in that world, you never think it's going to be you. Do you know what I mean? Like you never think you're the one who's going to experience those Mm. things because Mm -hmm. of trauma in the past. Because a lot of us bury the trauma yeah, from our past. We've all experienced some sort of trauma. Sometimes it's really heavy and sometimes it's minimal, but to a five-year-old, it's still kind of trauma, Mm. right? So at that point, I just started questioning myself because I knew that there was something deeper. And I started working with my own life coach because I knew I needed the support and accountability and to really understand what was going on in the depths of me 
maybe to parts that I didn't even want to see myself because I was scared. Wow. Right. That sounds scary. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, thank you. Know you know what, though? It, it's very freeing at the same time because when you're able to look at things that maybe you haven't for a very long time, mm-hmm. it's very freeing to to let that go, understand, you know, what was happening. And it's not blaming anyone. It's just about letting go of whatever you experienced because uh, forgiveness, it's yeah. such a big thing that is freeing forgiveness and not because the other person deserves it or anything just for yourself. A hundred percent. But you know what? It's even when we look at our parents and we were like, okay, they did the best that they could with whatever they knew, even if it was a really like toxic relationship, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I know some people can have with their parents, but we have to keep in mind everything that our parents have done to us. It's what was taught to them. Yes. Someone has to stand up and say, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to keep repeating the cycle of, you know, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. (laughs) I saw, what do you call those? It's not a meme, but it, oh, it was like a quote. I saw a quote somewhere about looking for a partner. And they're like, oh, I, I don't care about the, like your income. Like that's not, well, income is kind of important, but it's not the most important thing. But it, it said something like, the most important thing is to find a partner who can break intergenerational traumas. And I was like, yes, I'm here for that. A hundred percent. And it's even more important that we do it. that Because every single one of us is dealing with some sort of trauma that's been passed down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not like abusive, right? It could be even money trauma where a person keeps living below their means and not understanding why they can't get by. That was taught to them. Every every single thing was taught to us because it just goes back to our tribal times when we had to really learn how to survive in this world, right? So our brain is actually primed to quickly learn things when we're little so that when we do grow up and we're thinking consciously about our bills or, you know, whatever career to pick or whatever else, our subconscious mind is constantly scanning our environment for a certain kind of danger or threat or whatever right and sometimes threat is money sometimes threat is a certain person a good person (laughs) Mm -hmm. and in okay this is gonna sound kind of silly but I have to ask it because when I think of hypnotherapy I think of Hollywood films I think of things I see on tv uh where you kind of swing a pendulum back and forth (laughs) and I'm wondering how accurate is that portrayal? That is like, that is stage hypnosis. So, okay. I love that you asked that because I do, when I talk with some of my clients who are new to hypnotherapy, they, they have certain fears and I'm always very like, I understand it. I understand why they might be thinking that because whatever they've seen on TV and I always reassure them, it's not stage hypnosis. Mm-hmm. That is only done for entertainment. It's kind of like magic tricks and shows oh okay okay um this kind of hypnotherapy is only like i cannot control the individual so there's no way that 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 person blanks out and i'm like with that person and i'm like giving them sort of 
any kind of information that I want without them being aware of it. Does that make it? I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Yeah, I guess I'd have to see it in the process or maybe experience it to to really like fully get that. So the best way I kind of explain hypnosis is that if a person has ever tried meditation, it's that same sort of feeling. Oh, so there's tons of the um, self hypnosis on YouTube, right? So. I, I don't know if anyone has ever tried that. I know I have myself. That's a little bit harder to do. For some people, they're really like effective where they can self-hypnotize themselves and go whatever. But a lot of the time when we get into that state of hypnosis, which is just a theta wave uh, state in our brain so that we're very, we're not thinking consciously anymore. We're just kind of in the present moment. We're feeling very relaxed. So all my clients after we're done hip- hypnosis, they actually feel really relaxed and they're kind of like, so is it being mindful and then of- sort of also not having that filter go on so you can speak freely? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like being in the present moment very like very much so it's times where it kind of feels like you're about to snooze off but you're not you know that you're not and you're always in control so all my clients are always in control if there is something if there's like a scene they don't want to go into too much I'm totally fine as long as they understand why their subconscious mind has brought it up for them and then we move on to like the next scene and oftentimes all my clients are fine with saying, oh, yeah, this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm experiencing. able to understand what is the root cause behind whatever, right? So it's not a scary thing at all. If anything, it feels very relaxing. And the whole time, my clients are very, very much aware. It's just they're very relaxed in the present moment. I'm curious to try it. At the (laughs) same time, scary to uh, face those you know, those things that you kind of bury. I get uh, that. I totally get that. Yeah. And I mean, since you're on the show, you know, I'll give you a bit of a opportunity to plug your business and <laughs> how people can reach you. Yeah. So um, I have my website is just www.alexateza.com. So it's my name shortened because all my life I grew up with everyone trying to shorten my name. <laughs> I'm also on Instagram as Alexa.seza. And it's interesting too, as a life coach, do you kind of tackle all areas of someone's life or just, let's say they came in, they're like, I need a life coach because I'm trying to improve my social skills and to build social skill, um, social relationships. Would you would it be a wraparound service would be like, well, hold up. Let's also look towards um, your financial status right now. Um, You're living accommodations, whatnot, and and go into everything or just what, or one specific part of a client's life. If that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, It really depends. It's, that's why I have like, intro calls with my clients because I do want to get to know them a little bit more and understand their situation and oftentimes 
you know, a person will come with something and then there's a whole bucket of, of certain things. And then if there's more than just one thing, then we do work a lot, like a longer time together. We create a package for them so that they're getting the support that they need to get the accountability and they get the hypnotherapy. Cause it's just, it's so effective to see what is actually blocking them without doing the conscious work because we can spend hours talking about it, but why not just do a hypnosis session and see the root cause of it so that we can undo it. So oftentimes, like I just go with what my client is saying. And if I'm hearing them say, well, you know, I want more confidence because I'm, you know, a really shy person, et cetera, et cetera. But I also, this is also affecting me in my relationships and it's also affecting me in my career. Then we do look at all those three areas of their life. But sometimes it's um, a client who just wants to heal their anxiety and they're really focused on their anxiety. And we just do that then. So it really depends on like what that person is dealing currently with their life and what they feel is, you know, that thing that they really want to solve. Yeah. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to record this episode with me. I'm very happy to have met you. You have a great personality and thank you to the audience for listening. Tune into my next episode.